Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dawn of X Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men live. I'm your host, Nick, live with my best homie. What's up, baby? We in live and living color. We are back, and it feels so right, my friend. Uh, but, and, and, and my name is Josh. And white and burgundy, and me in black and, and hot pink. That's not hot pink. Is that burgundy, I guess? It's burgundy. See, that's, that's like a... Yeah, purple. burgundy purple, and mine is like a maroon purple. All right, we're, a, we're mostly matching. This is a great way to start. Yeah. So anyway, guys, but we're today, here, man. We're I've here. traveled from the Mid Atlantic. Yes. To be with you again. Hell yeah! So we could record this incredibly important episode. It feels so good. It um, feels so good. A part of me wishes we recorded these books last week and then had the main X Men books this week, well, but someone decided to get COVID. I know. COVID really fucked everything up, It man. did. So, yeah, if you've been wondering where we've been with this one and the bot, Batman... Batman? And Batman! The, <laughs> and the Batman <laughs> Twitter podcast. Batman! <laughs> Musk is after me again! <laughs> oh, wait, he gave up. It's fine. It was too much work. Now I'm going to sue him so that he has to come after me. <laughs> what a twist. Um, <laughs> the Joker... The Joker's like, you know what, Batman... I don't want to be your villain anymore. And Batman's like, I sue you. You have to be my <laughs> You better poison the lake again. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, our buddy here had COVID. And yep. I'm getting a new job. So I've been busy. Yep. And yeah, things have been busy. because Things have been busy, yeah. But I tested negative. So I hopped on a plane. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> and now I'm positive again. <laughs> and now I am positive. No, I'm in. I don't know yet. I haven't taken another test. Who knows? Um, but yes, today we'll be covering New Mutants 25 and 26, and Marauders, for some reason, number 2 and number 3, and Knights of X number 2 and number 3. But before we get to that, the mutant world kind of changed this week. There was a seismic change it was. in uh, the mutant world. So, every time we have our off... The like, Space Telescope... <laughs> Saw mutants in space. Oh, wait, wait. Those pictures are amazing. Oh, can we... T- for a second, I might cut this out just because I'm going to talk about Baltimore. Yeah. That telescope yeah. is, like, controlled from a place in Baltimore. Really? Like, not far from where Sarah used to live. I saw that, that, that wave picture. And, oh, my God. So crazy. That makes me feel tiny and weird. As it should. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the existential dread I feel looking at every single one of those photos. Insane. I'm like, we're all going to die. Yeah, there's just a wave of energy... That's like, going to collapse on us at some point? Is that going to happen to us? I is mean, it, it's two win? galaxies just having an incursion. For any comic book fan. It's an incursion. An incursion's happening. It is, yeah. That's terrifying. Oh. And also, like they don't know how it's expanding as fast as it is. Because based off the theories of when the big boom happened, but based off how far those galaxies are, it actually contradicts that. That's crazy. So the galaxy's older than we even think because that thing is so far away, or is it a separate situation? Is it a new galaxy? I don't know. It's too much. My brain can't handle it's it. So much. And I weird. love it though. I love it. I do, I'm sc- yeah. It's sc- like it scares me in this yeah. weird way that like the ocean scares me. Like yeah, I c- like, it's like so much. There's I don't know what's in there. What's going on? What is happening? How like, do I'm waiting to get like an image of like a Cthulhu type. <laughs> Like just entity, like you know. Remember that. Don't part? worry about that. That's fine. Yeah. Remember that part in uh in the first Hellboy when they open the gateway and there's like oh, these weird yeah, octopus yeah, yeah. things in mm-hmm. space. I'm just waiting for that picture. Pretty much. Like where's the evil side? Yeah. Also, speaking of space, have you have you seen any of Strange New Worlds? 
the new Star Trek no, show. No, I haven't. No, it's no, no. That's so, the Pike one, right? Yes. Yeah. No, it I is haven't. incredibly good because it's just Star Trek. Okay. It's exactly what everyone's been asking for. It's mm-hmm. episodic, but has an overarching story. Mm-hmm. But it's episodic and it's beautiful and it's I haven't felt this way about sci fi since Deep Space Nine. Oh wow. Because it's not like tackling political issues, but when it does, it's done very like classy nice like it's in a big way where you can't piss off anyone you have to just listen to the analogy and it's done just beautifully and the cast is amazing the way they kind of modernize the 60s style ship is just fantastic there's fake outs that are really nice like i've only had i'm on episode eight and i think there's only one episode i didn't like the ending of Mm. it's a holodeck episode but remember they don't have holodecks yet Mm. so like they do some weird stuff and i don't fully agree with and then I have two episodes left, but it's absolutely fantastic on um, Paramount Plus, I think. I think so. Everyone should watch that. Strange sponsor New us, Paramount. Yeah, sponsor us. Strange New Worlds and uh, what's the comedy one? Lower Decks. That's oh, hilarious. I haven't watched that one. That's really fun. That one's a geek comedy for Star Trek fans. Nice. Like, they make fun of Star Trek things, and if you don't get it, then you just won't get you it. You know what I did watch on Paramount Plus, though? Watch? Beavis and Butt. <laughs> 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 Honestly, the new Beavis and Butthead is pretty fucking good. Like, it they were able to make it for the modern world like our modern society without like being like oh my god this doesn't age well you know what i mean like i'm sure the original doesn't like i'm sure it doesn't either but like they do a great job of being like yeah they're just idiots yeah and like that's that's fine that's just explanation like they're harmless idiots they just want to bone everything but they're not but you, there's not like a rape vibe, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. not this, like, they're just, yeah, they're just Innocently dumb. stupid. Yeah, like, they're yeah. just horny and stupid. Like, and it's pretty good, though. It's, um, all the album covers. Um, no, it, it's pretty good. It's like, honestly, and it's perfect because now they can make more because oh. it ends with basically some, somehow. Yeah. They get to the modern, like, 2022. That I know. I know yeah, that yeah. Before. So now, like, hell yeah, dude. Now we get more people. I used to hear people say, like, you have to see a scene where they go to a college class. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. It is so good. And it's, like, making fun of both woke liberals yeah. and non-woke. Like, it's perfect. It's like, yeah, everyone's just kind of dumb now. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's just freaking out. Like, what? So if you're someone who didn't grow up with Beavis and Butthead, would this make sense? I don't know. See, that's what I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you... Like, we did. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you... If this is, like, your only Beavis and Butt... Right? Like, uh, not <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not so much. But, yeah. So, back anyway. to the big change in the mutant world oh, from yeah. our regular tangents. So, we have our MCU tangents. Some people like them. Some people don't. We don't really care because it's our show. But this time, we have a very important one to the show. <laughs> so, before we get to that, what did you think of Miss Marvel? It didn't resonate with me. I didn't. I couldn't identify with it. Um, something wasn't clicking. I don't know. Just something wasn't clicking. I'm not racist, but um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It definitely had some moments where I was like, eh, that writing and or acting is a little shit sure. right now. But whatever it's fine you know what i mean like i've seen worse the, the good um, outweighs the bad so you're just like, yeah 100 yeah. yeah and and honestly the the worst episode was the episode the episode where they go to pakistan but i don't care that the writing and shit was super bad because it's like yeah you're gonna get this fucking history lesson whether yeah. you want it or not you stupid american like the audience. opening of episode five where it's just a newsreel yeah, exactly. which i like, needed because i didn't know yeah. about partition there was a lot i like i like there was a, a 
I I guess I knew like this is what happened yeah. between India and Pakistan. Yeah, India yeah. and Pakistan. You know what I mean? But like seeing like the actual newsreel footage or stuff like that, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I've never actually seen what happened. Yeah. You know, like I knew there was like that's what caused the where we are right now with those two countries. But so I absolutely loved it. I've been I, gushing yeah. about it online and some friends of mine. Um, I love and this is the best way to separate Kamala from any other superhero. Every superhero is defined by some kind of tragedy, losing their parents usually, or losing a father. Something bad happens, so they can rise up and become a superhero from it. But she's stronger because of her family. Because of yeah. Like I don't want to spoil much about the show because I really feel like people should experience. I mean, but we're gonna spoil we're gonna the fuck one, out of something. Real yeah, it's quick. one big thing. Yeah. Um, but the show, the family aspect of the show, works so incredibly well. Her mom and dad are two of the best characters in the Marvel fucking you know, whole Marvel universe. It was honestly one of the shows where I cared more about the family stuff than the superhero stuff. When it, they went more mm-hmm. into the MCU stuff, I didn't care as much. Until yeah. the last episode. The last episode... The last episode, sure, but like balance. the Red Daggers, the yeah, clan, no. the clandestine... Like, yeah, the villains weren't great. No. They weren't great, and also I'm like, what is... Ha- what it? I don't understand how any of this is fucking connected. Yeah. And I, under- and I know generally about this shit you yes. know what i mean but then again last episode it makes a lot more sense Whoo, boy howdy so also before we get to the big reveal the person who discovered this spoiler bruno spoiler do you know he was supposed to play he was second choice to play spider-man oh i'm glad that didn't happen i think he looks like peter parker i i, I do wonder because that was six years ago almost he might have looked too young god really yeah he looks young now he looks yeah but I think I see it. I see the Peter Parker when he's acting because he's like the tech guy and like helping the best friend and everything. But at the end of the entire show, this uh, random boy it, from New Jersey. Oh, where's my text that yeah, I sent you? you? <laughs> I don't know where it is. My phone's, my phone's in the charger. Here. I don't care. So before in the show, he tested her genes to see why she has powers. It looked like the bangle she wears was taking energy from her. And, like, kind of focusing the energy. And he discovers that after looking at it, comparing it to her family, she has the X gene. And then... Yes, and then they play the 90s X-Men theme. I'm sure everyone knows about this now. Um, you couldn't escape it. Even though I was trying to avoid spoilers for Miss Marvel when it came out, the finale, I saw that everywhere. I just didn't have the context, so I wasn't, like, 100% sure. Um... I love this. I absolutely think it's amazing. Um, did you find the text? I did. So here's my feelings on it. <laughs> I love it too. I'm. This is a great way to get the mutants, I think, into the MCU. And we'll talk about that more in a second. But this is my actual feelings of it. So some white kid from Jersey is the first person to discover the X gene in all, <laughs> in all of the MCU. So we got... I'm blanking on her name from Black Panther. The smartest woman in the world, basically. Yeah. The Shuri? Shuri, yeah. Shuri. You're, I'm sure she's looked at genomes and shit. You're telling me she's never seen it in mm-hmm. anything she's studied. You're telling me all the evil scientists trying to recreate superheroes for their own good yep. have never come across somebody with an X gene. Yeah. You're, like, all of, these, all of these things. So I have a theory that I told you. I think, because they have to explain how the older mutants have been hiding this whole time and haven't affected anything. I think you'll find out the X-Men or whatever group maybe Magneto and Xavier have, have been covering these things. They've been like, the moment it gets detected, they have a mutant who goes in the computer and erases it. Like, they have 
fail-safes to make sure it's never discovered. So, a kid, a random kid who's independently studying... It, it, by the way, this random kid who lives by himself... They didn't uh, explain what happened to his parents. What the fuck He just has no kid? parents. He just runs a convenience store, he does. <laughs> lives above it, and has his own genome he's sequencer. Already, he's already Peter Parker. He's, he's Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't get uh, yeah I, I yes clearly they're gonna have to do something where gene xavier somebody is like making it so that they're they can stay hidden yeah why they feel they need to stay hidden is beyond me because at, thi at this point though no one hates superpowered people and now well, look at damage control is a thing already but now they do well, damage control was meant to start as like literally let's go get all that cool tony stark tech Yes. That was just left. Yeah. So that's really what it was about. Like, they they changed it for this show to, I believe, propel the Sentinel storyline. To propel a a government agency that is um, persecuting and going after powered people. Yes. Um, I mean, in that last episode, the, the evil damage control lady says straight up, this is what happens when the wrong people get powers. Yeah. Which also strongly implying the Muslim boy who had powers. Oh, yeah. The white guy's like, what do you mean by that? Like, even mean? the guy next to you thinks what you meant was kind of racist. Wrong, <laughs> like, wrong people? <laughs> and they blew, they're the ones who blew up the convenience store. <laughs> and they, yeah. Yeah. So they, like, but here's the thing. So they, they were, so cutting to the chase or whatever, Kamran, all the, the characters were running from damage control. Damage control was able to be one step behind Kamran everywhere he went. Yes. Even when he wasn't using his powers, which leads me to believe they now have the ability to, to track. track at least power signatures. That's possible. Maybe they, not they genes yet. The school. Like, how'd they know to go to the school? Exactly. Yeah. How did they get to the school? How did they know that? Um, so I think, and how did the drone know he was at the convenience, the convenience store? Like, well, that he's drone a escaped just, criminal, so you could say, like, maybe they took his blood already and, like, did some way yes. to track him. I believe this is now setting us up to, oh, well, now we're able to actually track people based on their genes. Yeah. And now we can get them before they even become powered. And so that's where I'm like, okay, so... Do the X-Men already exist mm -hmm. and they're in hiding because they just anticipated being persecuted despite the fact that currently superheroes are beloved in the MCU. Like, well, that's always been a problem in the comics over too, them. Even in the comics, like, people love superheroes but hate mutants. But the reason, the reason they can explain that, though, is because, one, the super-powered people they know, they know their names, they know they're celebrities. The Avengers yeah, are celebrities. celebrities yeah. The mutants can be anyone at any time <laughs> you know what i mean like it's more of like this oh god you're just you're one of them like yeah you know what i mean not like oh you were chosen by the government to be captain america or yeah. you're this brilliant scientist but had a bad accident no you're just you're just some dope on the bus whose powers kicked in and you blew everything up yeah. you know what i mean like i that i can see kind of leading to to them being persecuted in the mcu do you think there'll be a big announcement uh, next weekend at Comic Con? If, an if official there, if casting? There, if there's not, I don't. That's that's not great. That's It'd not be great weird, because yeah. like they're getting a lot of shit from not just trolls but yeah. like actual publications in like the Nerdist or uh, Ventures in Poor Taste. All these places yeah. are like 
the MC the MCU needs to come up with a direction or at least let us know what that direction is because right I now their, I think they have they know I, they have a plan I don't know if they do for sure yeah. I think they have probably the semblance of a plan sure yeah but like honestly like the Eternals mm-hmm. what's going on like we've had how many shows and movies since the Eternals happened no one's talking about this giant creature that just came out halfway yes, I around, agree like, with that like there's like a, Shang-Chi makes sense because it was hidden. It's a hidden world portal, and yeah. it never it never touched New York. It never yeah. touched where w- w- any of these big places. It was in this, you know, fictional, you know, mystical land. Yeah. Doctor Strange mostly took place in the multiverse, you yeah. know what I mean? So like no one really saw it. <laughs> or in it. mountains. Or in mountains, yeah. Uh the Spider-Man No Way Home though, that took place here and like in no New one York. mentions that. Well, you know they I mean? don't, like, they never really did. Like let's go back to phase like Every movie after the original Avengers Mm. says, "Do you remember where were you during the invasion?" Like they, everyone talks about after the blip. Everyone talks about the blip. You're mentioning Avengers. I know, but these are still Marvel movies. But put it in this context: when Thor two happened, no one talked about the time evil elves invaded London. Solid point. Solid point. When it's a movie or show, they don't mention. When it's in a big Avengers, they expect the audience to have seen at least the Avengers. All right. So I think that's where it kind of changes. Like, I don't agree with the idea of, like, oh, there's no, like, they're not telling you where it's going, but, like, they are, though. Like, they're giving you, they're expanding the universe. They're expanding the, they are telling you where it's going. Where it's going is... Secret Invasion. Dimensions. Well, Secret Invasion and and Secret Wars. (laughs) Yeah, they're building up to Secret. Like, what what is the thing that's had in common in Phase 4? Eternals. Been here forever. They're secret. Shang-Chi. That power's been here forever. It's been secret. Miss Marvel, this this the Nor the yeah. b- bracelet, it's been here forever. It was secret. Like all this shit is secret, and it's now starting to come out. Yeah, that's gonna have to bring some. The X Men, maybe that's maybe the X Men were secret. secret. Yeah, you know what I mean? Secret. Like <laughs> the X Gene was a secret. It's probably been here the whole time. We now see it. Like yeah. I I think the direction secret. is Phase Four's whole thing is expanding what this universe is mm-hmm. and expanding all the corners of it. Mm-hmm. Because I always like the idea, like in the comics, if, hey, if you're more into space stuff, you can read Guardians, you can read Captain Marvel, you can read whatever, whatever to get your space fix. You're an espionage. No one gives whatever, whatever enough credit for what it did in the <laughs> early '80s for space comics. No one gives it enough credit. Well, before my obscure example would be Guardians of the Galaxy, but not everyone knows Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Did everyone read Roy Thomas's Captain Marvel or whatever? Probably not. Oh no, is uh, his Thanos run mm. that no one remembers or Silver Surfer? Um, but like, if you're into the espionage corner, you mm-hmm. have Black Widow stuff, you have Hawkeye stuff, you have Captain America stuff. You know, if you're into the more like fantastical, you'll get Thor, you'll get Avengers. Like they have Doctor their Strange, Doctor Strange. Gotta, yeah. yeah, the magic side. You have Doctor Strange. We're gonna get Blade. We have Moon Knight. That's all magic. You know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the other thing. Moon Knight. Yeah, shit has been around these ancient gods hidden, secret. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everything has been about secrets. I think the next Avengers or next or even secret either Avengers, Avengers or Secret Invasion, because I know I think Secret Invasion is going to be the TV version of Avengers. TV it has to be TVA, right? Was that what they're called? The time yeah. variant secret. They've been around forever. Nobody knew. <laughs> I really think that's the one misstep. We should see Kang. Yeah. pop up somewhere, somewhere. soon like we know he's gonna be in the new ant-man but he should have popped up at the end credits of like thor or something they've already yeah. seen thor yet but yeah i haven't yeah. but um yeah they like wanda Ari's had a payoff like yeah. 
yeah. from her show. Like Loki, there should be something paying off from that Loki. Because Loki feels like the most Loki important. changed the Marvel universe. Yeah, is that rain? It's rain. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. Um. Yeah. No, Loki. More than any of these other shows right now, change the rules and change. Well, other than yeah, <laughs> episode six of Miss Marvel, but like I okay, we, me and my my girlfriend debated that that's the difference between using science for time travel and using magic, and it seemed like because she was sent back immediately after she did what she did, maybe it's like a closed loop thing. Oh yeah, one hundred. Uh, I I I don't want to get into this. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not getting into fake time travel because <laughs> it, it there is no rules. It, yeah, it, whatever works for the plot is what yeah. is what works. Like, like any good comic, like any good anything. Yeah, like I was telling you when we were bitching about people who bitch the other day, like when people want to go like that's just a plot device or yeah. whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's a plot. <laughs> that's what these are. These are plots. Yeah, everything that moves it forward is a device to move it forward. <laughs> like, this is why this happens. Um, yeah, I, I like the direction Marvel's going in because I feel like they're trying to make it like the comic book world where you as the viewer can pick and choose what you feel like watching. Like, I was able to tell my friend whose background's from the Middle East, hey, check out Miss Marvel, don't worry about anything else. You don't need to. Yeah. You don't have to know, she doesn't watch, she's like, she saw a little bit of Phase 1 back when it happened in the day, but she's not like a big nerd. But I said, you know what, I think you will emotionally connect to Miss Marvel and I was right and she loves it now and like my dad doesn't really watch any Marvel movie he loved Black Panther that's about it yeah. I'm like check out Moon Knight I think you'll like it and you don't have to worry about anything else around it that one for sure <laughs> and then don't forget like it wasn't too long ago where everyone complained about how everything in Marvel has to be connected and that's too much and now they're complaining about the exact it's not I've never I've, I've never been one to complain that it's too connected and I of course want it more now connected. that you know phase one was real peak that's 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 a new narrative that's been going around for a while now, but um, yeah, with Miss Marvel, I think like you mentioned before, rewatch the last episode, knowing it's an analogy for mutants, it oh, makes a lot more sense, dude. It is just one hundred percent an X Men TV show. Yeah, like I mean, they even stole from the X Men movies. Yeah, like when the bad guy or you know the in between he could go good he could go bad depending on what happens here when Kamran comes out of the school and has the entire police force aimed at him the way he even raises his hand like it's x-men it's magneto yeah. coming out of the police station at an x-men one and then two mutants have a debate on will they ever accept us it, like one thousand but that's what it is <laughs> what if we don't what if there is no xavier or magneto they what if to. this is our Xavier and Magneto? They have to. They have to have a real Xavier. You can't call it the X-Men. There was a rumor about a what year if ago. What that, if it's the K-Men? What if it's the Kamala men? <laughs> <laughs> they, there was a rumor a few, like a, I think a year ago-ish, where they said like the first movie would be called The Mutants. And that's what it's called. Just The Mutants to establish what this is. Uh-huh. And then they want to do like Disney Plus shows for individual characters and then have the X-Men be like their Avengers. I see. Which I don't hate. I don't hate it either. There is a challenge when you're trying to introduce ten new characters. Look at Eternals. It's hard to introduce like ten new people into one movie and make you care. Yeah, like X-Men's different because a lot of audience members already know. We already, yeah. yeah. You have a gist of who they are, but like it's hard. Like even if you watch the original first X-Men movie, a lot of characters get shortchanged. But we didn't care as much because it's the first time you're watching X-Men. Literally movie. every character but Wolverine gets shortchanged. Like Wolverine, and, Rogue, and, and Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like I would say Storm. Rogue gets shortchanged too because she like that's not Rogue. The, yeah. the character, the Rogue in the movies is nowhere but, near like, Rogue. She anywhere. at least was a 
character, a pivotal character in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that sense. But, like, Storm and Cyclops had nothing to do. Nothing. Yeah. Like, They're treated like cardboard basically. cutouts that just stand there. Like, yeah. So you have, like, stuff like that. So I feel like if they want to go that route of, like, this movie's called The Mutants, then we have Disney Plus of Cyclops, Gene, Storm. All these characters have a, a big show. And then two years later, you have the X-Men. Yeah. Like, that could be really special. Like, that could be really, really cool. It's just how casting-wise and how it plays out. Like, speaking of There casting, is so much writing on this. Yes. If they... And I'm saying this both... I think this is true from the larger standpoint, and I know it's true for me. Yeah. If they fuck up the mutants... Yeah. They're done. Yeah. This is... Yeah. They need... I yeah. think this is why they're very nervous about saying what they're trying to do. Because if they don't stick this fucking landing... Yeah. It has to be... They're going to have to purpose. start over. I would honestly get Matthew Vaughn again to do whatever first mutant movie you want to do. Matthew Vaughn, I think, was the best X-Men director. He did First Class mm-hmm. and Days of Future Past. Yeah. Or no, he didn't do Days of Future Past. That was Brian no, Singer. That was... that was allegedly Brian Singer. Alleg- I was saying there was no way. He has a lot of ghost directors. Yeah. yeah. But he did... He, he was too them, busy right? in like hot tubs with kids or whatever. Yeah. But um, uh, Matthew Vaughn did first class and something else. I think he? just I think just first class. Well, for me, that's my favorite like then, team X Men. Because I think they brought Singer back for the other yes, two. Yes, yes. Because he wanted to do Apocalypse and then Days of Future Past, and they said no, mm-hmm. and then just brought back Singer. Yeah, they gave him some other fun stuff. Um, yeah, I would honestly bring back Matthew Vaughn. Like bring him in because he understands those characters. He knows how to make a good, fun movie, but also have deep moments. Like I think he'd be my first choice. Like a safe and good choice at the same time. Yeah. Because like you just like you said, you can't fuck up the mutants. I say bring me in. Bring you in. Bring <laughs> just me a in. consultant. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do. I'll do it for fucking free. I don't want anything bad to happen to these mutants. <laughs> so speaking of casting, there was a rumor casting for Wolverine. I don't know if you heard about this. I have not. Um, the guy, uh, Tearing Edgerton. He played. That name uh, sounds familiar. He does in Secret Service, and he was in Rocket Man. He played. Oh, oh, yeah. he's Elton. Yeah, the guy who played Elton John. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. For Wolverine, I've seen him in other movies where, like, you know, shirt off hero mode. Sure, I see it. Can we? But like, this is our chance to make Wolverine Wolverine. He's short. Why can't I? Is he? Yeah, I don't short. know. Okay, yeah. all right. He's a shorter guy. Like make him real hairy and stuff too. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be so cool? Like if they just did it, if they just went, went like full. just full Wolverine, just like this is the character you all thought you loved. Here he is. So there's been a big rumor he was gonna play it for a while, and then like last month someone asked him about it, and like he said like, "Well, if they're smart, like it was kind of like a wink and a nod kind of mm-hmm. thing." And it's like, "Oh shit, is he gonna play Wolverine?" Now it's a real thing. Yeah. And then I mentioned to you the rumored casting and directing for Fantastic Four. I'm not sure I care about any of it. So the rumored casting we know so far is Melissa Benoist, who recently played Supergirl on CW as Sue Storm, which I I see it. That one that's a, that one doesn't bother me. And she's a good actress, so I see that. Yeah. She's very charming, very likable. Mm-hmm. She does. 100%. Like, even though I don't love Supergirl, like she's very. She's charming. great. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And um, Reed Richards played by the guy from You. That freaks me out a little bit. I'm okay. With, I see it. But, I mean, you know how I feel about Reed Richards. He's a yeah. psychopath anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> and that guy can play both. He can play charming and nice and then mm-hmm. psychopath. Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah. Um, and then the director, which means you had a little bit of a mini debate Ooh, about. I don't care Allegedly, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. World-renowned, considered one of the best directors of all time, Steven Spielberg. And Stupid. I agree. I don't fully know how I feel about it because you have to look at recent Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And recent is hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. 90s and early 2000s, that's that's the best director in the world. Like, that's him. 
since like World of Worlds though. Yeah. Like for every World of Worlds, then you have a Minority Report. Mm -hmm. Like, which one am I getting right now? So, I'm curious. Uh, I'm not thrilled with it. I I would honestly, I would honestly be more comfortable with them just being like, here's some like indie director who did this whatever low budget movie that people thought was cool. So we're gonna give him Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's what we're doing with the new Captain America, Captain America 4. Director, he'd done, like, five movies, and, like, they're all... I didn't even know we are doing another Captain America. Oh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Sam, I assume? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I said Captain America. No, I know, but just, it's the movie, so who fucking knows if they're like, no, we mean yeah, the white Captain. <laughs> they, actually, the whole thing, because Howard Reporter is like, Anthony Mackie returns, but not as Falcon, and Chris Evans comments saying, yeah, because he's Captain America, yeah. which pissed off people that cannot switch the two. Like, yeah. they're like, no, Chris is Captain America. It's mm-hmm. like, dude... I already went through this four years ago in the comics. Yeah. Like, it's fine. You'll you'll get used to it. Trust me. Does he have a shield? Then he's Captain America. <laughs> like, it, honestly, it's like someone going, no, Barry Allen's not Flash. It's Jay Garrick. Like, no. No, things change. No, it's, it's fucking Wally West. Exactly. If you're mm-hmm. a 90s kid, you're going to say Wally West. If you're a 90s kid, you're going to say Kyle's the Green Lantern. Yeah. While I say it's Hal Jordan. Yeah. While a kid who only watched cartoons is going to say it's Jon Stewart. Yep. It doesn't fucking matter, right? It don't matter. <laughs> it's whatever you're watching, that's what it is and deal with it because you're not fucking when director. When you say, when you say, when somebody says Robin, who's the first person, who's the first identity you think of for Robin? Oh, um... Dick Grayson. That's why I think right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But also because a lot of media that we watched growing up never specified. No, they didn't. Like they, the it was Titans. always a, an amalgamation of the three of them. Yeah, like it's Wally West in the Justice League cartoon, but he acts like or no, his name is Barry Allen, but he looks and acts like yeah, Wally yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like uh, in uh, Teen Titans, he looks and acts like like Tim Drake, but also looks and acts like yeah, uh, Teen Titans. Like Dick. And Young Justice. Yeah. It, We're very vague. Very vague of who Robin is. Yeah. And it very much feels like, let's just take a little bit of Tim. Let's yeah. take a little bit of Dick. Put, take, a little, take a little dick. Take, take a, a little, little dick. <laughs> put it in Tim. I mean, Tim Tim would be down with that Probably. now. Um, yeah. yeah. And then you have yourself. I, I, uh, I always lean more towards more like, it's probably Tim. Yeah. Only based off weapons. Yeah, Sometimes then there's like, that. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a staff. Yeah. Okay, it's probably that's Tim. Tim. Yeah, like, but yeah, they, it's all an amalgamation, and also it doesn't fucking matter. Get over. Oh, it. that that's true. Yeah, also, <laughs> no, it matters. That's the way. That's the ending. That's the end of the show. Bye. All it right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. None of all this All right, matters. that's our rambling for today. Mutants <laughs> are coming. Oh my god! It's so I'm so excited, and I'm so happy it was Miss Marvel that's bringing them in. And then the irony of it, of in the comics, Miss Marvel was their way of trying to get rid of mutants and introduce Inhumans as the new mutants so that they can control the film property of it. Yep. And so let's give this cool new character, be let's have her be an Inhuman instead of clearly a mutant, which she should have been all yeah. along. Um, and let's just get rid of the mutants. We don't have the rights to them. Fuck it. Yeah. Miss Marvel's our new Inhuman. She's probably still in the comics the most famous Inhuman, honestly. Yeah. Um. And then now, Miss Marvel is our way of saying the first official, the first official mutant. They're like, nah, nah, fuck the Inhumans. They're gone now. Well, also, Love it. and keep in mind, this is coming from someone who actually has read a lot of Inhumans. I like a lot of the lore with it. I read the first run of Miss Marvel when it came out. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with this change. Oh, well, and also, 100%. most importantly, the writer of the character, the creator of the character, says all the changes in the show have been for the better because yeah. they really are, including the mutant part. Yeah, because. 
I look at it like this. Would I rather have a character on TV get her powers from a big crystal where she changes into a white woman and goes, I don't have to be white to be happy, which is a good message, but changes and then is her own character. Or a character who gets her name from her father for deep emotional reasons. Gets her costume from her mother for deep personal emotional reasons. Like, those are more important yeah. than a big crystal in a cocoon. That's true. Like, every time. Sorry. Like, it's about the family. So, if anyone... If you're holding off on watching Miss Marvel because you think maybe it's not for me. Which I've heard a lot of people say, like, uh, it's about a Muslim teenage girl. I'm probably not going to dig it. Which I even personally thought to a different degree. But I was going to watch it. You're going to realize you're wrong from the first fucking episode. Yeah. It's so it, much energy. There's so much there's there's so much heart in this yeah. show. There's and love and passion. The style. They nail the style of this show immediately. Yeah. I compared it like immediately to like Homecoming meets Scott Pilgrim. Ooh. That's a very good one. Yeah. I like that one. That's the vibe. I feel like I, I was sad that Peter is old. Is too old now because I want her to meet Peter. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. Like they go to the same school or something. They, that would be amazing. Midtown High or wherever the fuck he goes now. Yeah. Where does he go in the Marvel movies? Midtown. Is it Midtown? Okay. But then now he's just in an apartment getting his GED because no one knows who he is, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to uh, talk about it again. <laughs> you know what? All right, here's a fun game before we get to the comics. Me and Jess were going, who is in the Avengers right now? Because we also there are noticed. No, Avengers. That, no, there's technically no Avengers. But I'm like, if they had to get the Avengers together right now, we realized at the end of a lot of these movies the characters are taken off the board in some way mm-hmm. they go to another dimension or they lose powers or something oh my it's like it's like they're building up to a young avengers or something young avengers i think like you know the actual new avengers oh yeah yeah, yeah. and we know they're gonna announce thunderbolt soon which is really interesting because that's just their suicide squad yeah and with the avengers we went okay you'd have captain america current sam wilson cap mm-hmm. all got right fine winter soldier somewhere i guess probably could... maybe like ant-man ant-man wasp but like you can't immediately go like all these guys because you don't even know where they are half the thor time. i guess i don't though i don't know how the last movie ended so far for all i know yes. thor's not around but um, jane foster maybe is around i don't know yeah i don't know so yet. you have thor options you have captain america but like dr strange is gone all the eternals have been taken off the earth or dead yeah so yep. you don't have that don't have them Moon Knight doesn't know he still has powers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we also don't even know if he's in this dimension. Yeah. Or universe, I guess. Like, Shang-Chi, yes, because he met everyone, it seemed. He, yeah. He was invited to the party. I would not be end. surprised if Shang-Chi got like, hey, we need some help in the Avengers. He's like, nah, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. I got these rings. Like, I just don't know what they do. Like, like Wong comes in and he's like, hey, you got powers. We need your help. And he's like, nah, man. I don't want to do that shit. Well, that's an action nerd. I fought game. a dragon, and that's as far as I'm I blew up a dragon. I was kind of done that day. Like, that movie was good. I want to watch it's, it again. It's a great movie. Yeah. I want to watch Shang Chi again. Um, also, did you catch the Sung, the Shang Chi symbol in this Marvel? No, but I heard. I didn't catch it, but I heard. Yeah, about the it. scene where they went to get the bangle in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The floor. I caught it right away. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. And did the bangle and the rings come from the same place? Could be. Is that the negative zone? Could be. Like, is that because, why they don't know where it came from? <clears throat> because the the most likely comic book analogy for what happened in the stinger of Miss Marvel. So at the very end of Miss Marvel, another another spoiler. This is a spoiler for the credit scene. Yes. Um, Which thankfully wasn't spoiled for me. Yeah, me neither. Um, the Something happens with a bangle. And it glows. It man. glows. And then Kamala disappears 
And what pops up in her room is Carol Danvers. Yes. And Carol's like, uh, how the fuck? Did-? First of all, she's looking around at her in a room with just posters of her everywhere. Keep in mind, she's someone who hasn't been to Earth and doesn't stay regularly. No. She doesn't understand the concept that she's a celebrity. Yeah. So she's like, uh, what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, no, 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 no. She says the way she says, oh, no, 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 no. It was like I- either A if they switched places, yeah. what if Captain Marvel was like in the middle of a fight? And yeah. that's why she's like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Like noticing the room and being like, oh my God, this is a kid. Where the fuck am I? Did I, what, you know, like. Because she probably found the other bangle. Exactly. Wherever she is in space. <clears throat> or the other, uh, the other thing from the comic is, so when this happens in the comic with the Negabands, um, the char- one of the characters who, whoever, whoever character comes to the place the other character goes to the negative zone. Yes. So I so would. Rick Jones would hit the bangle exactly, together, yeah. and then Captain Marvel, the original male one, would pop up and yeah. fight whatever. And Rick Jones just traumatized, just being in space. Well, tra- Rick Jones, what the, a waste the, of a character. But... The Jimmy Olsen of truly, everywhere. truly, everybody's sidekick at some point. <laughs> Um, I'd explain that to Jess and she's like who's this character I'm like no he's a real thing he's everyone's sidekick he's everybody's sidekick (laughs) every Uh, editor thought the character's too old not relatable so they throw in Rick Jones he's also the reason the Hulk might be the Hulk too like oh that's so dumb (laughs) Um, but yeah yeah. so there's a good chance that Kamala's in the negative zone right now we could go with these being quantum bands or whatever and so she's in the quantum zone since we've already established that Yeah. but I, I would not be surprised if the Marvels is Kamala and I mean not Kamala Carol and um, Monica have to basically find a way to save Kamala from wherever she is yeah or vice versa what if Kamala has to save those two I don't know Um, and then next up we have the next thing we have is She-Hulk which I'm interested to see how that turns out I'm interested especially everyone's becoming a VHS a VHS a VFX expert on Twitter now where everyone's like judging every single frame of bad CG oh, just to find the bad one and then go it's, like, look at this. I feel like, <clears throat> again, I, I'm trying to still avoid Thor spoilers as much as possible, yeah. but I've seen a lot of people shitting on Thor as for like it's CG. There's some wonky CG in some parts. Yeah. Like there's particularly a part I'm thinking of that like, I'm shocked people aren't using that picture. They're using the picture of the black kids floating head, which is goofy, but didn't look bad. Yeah. There's other parts where I'm like, why is that guy's head floating from his body? Like, But all in all, the CG was fine. It yeah. wasn't anything ridiculous, but people want to find the one frame and go, look yeah. at that. So they have to be careful because the first trailer of She-Hulk didn't look good. It didn't. It didn't. But I've seen like the updated effects, and it looks much better. And there's like actual pores on her skin to make her look like a human. Okay. So like, but yeah, I know. Even I thought the first trailer was like, ooh. I'm 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 excited for the show because I I think it's it's gonna be nice to have like a, it feels like it's gonna be a comedy. Yes, and I've heard rumors of who might be appearing in it, which makes. It, I mean, yeah. so many people could appear. Like this could yes. be how we get the first appearance in the Marvel universe of so many people. Yes, I've. Do you want to know who I've heard? Yeah, be? sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I've heard Jessica Jones as part of it. That'd be dope. I mean. Those two are tight in the comics. But then also in the Echo show coming out, allegedly the reason Daredevil's in the Echo show is because he's looking for Jessica Jones. Like she goes missing. Uh, So that's interesting too. Which then you got to bring my boy Luke Cage back. I I think he's coming back too because there is a picture. Of him buff as shit? Huh? First of all, him buff as shit, but there's a picture of him and Kristen Ritter together. Clearly on a set somewhere, mm. but they're just like, "Hey, look who we're just hanging out," and like that's it. 
It's uh, like okay. Because I saw a picture like because he's been on he's been on that one show on CBS Evil, Evil I think it's called yeah, yeah. and he looks like a normal sized guy mm-hmm. and I saw a picture where he's like Luke Cage mm-hmm. ripped again and I'm yeah. like what are you doing yeah. that's one of the most underrated shows ever produced mm-hmm. under the Marvel brand especially that first season yeah fucking phenomenal anyway guys let's get back to the X Men um, <laughs> don't worry this won't be a long episode because two of these issues are not the best. we might not even get to those two issues <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see how it happens. But we will be starting with New Mutants number 25 in a very uh, Claremontian I, two issues. So I want you to take it away. I love I love these two issues. So, so before you start getting into it, there's a lot of stuff. I Even though I read the, the prequel to Inferno, that the, our lost episode that never got aired. I, because <laughs> all I kept thinking when I was reading this is like, of course... This ties in to the goddamn magic miniseries that we recorded about and lost. Yes. So now we have nothing to refer back to, but whatever. But I will say, when we recorded the episode, you know how I feel about that story. You hated I, it. I did not like it. You did I just, not I just didn't it. work for me. Like, I enjoy what the story is, but not You how just it's couldn't relate to a, a white girl in limbo. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Good. Like, that's it's, not. It's weird. Ugh. That's not me. So when we got, but I am happy I read it because certain things did make a lot more sense. Right. But I also felt like, man, if you've never read that miniseries, all of this is fucking nonsense. And I think they do a somewhat good job of kind of filling in. It was a lot, but though, it was so a lot to hard. fill in. But I mean, come on, dude, this one's got Maddie. Yep. It's got Iliana. That's it's why got I got Limbo. happy for you. It's <laughs> the, I was the minute I opened this book, and the first pages open with fucking Sim. In limbo, probably talking to Belasco. I'm not sure, but he's so it opens up with him. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to show up. He's gonna show up. Yeah, issue. This might be him, honestly. So it it opens with. Oh yeah, his horns. Yeah, that's him. Fuck. mm -hmm. Yeah. So a mysterious figure who's probably Belasco is helping Sim gain this power so that he can, much like Ileana, takes her soul sword from. Her magic derives it from her soul. Um, he creates this dark spirit, not a sword, but like a malice type instrument or weapon. And that's his basically soul sword, powerful thing. And he, his basically thing is like, you know what? I've been trying to do this for a long time. <laughs> I'm going to be in charge of Limbo. Yeah. And so from there, I'm going to kind of skip over the the. The fairy tale they kind of tell. I, that, I did when I read it, so it's fine. Yeah, so like it. It's an analogy. That's it's it's an analogy, but it it also serves and to kind of fill in the background from that miniseries because mm-hmm. a lot of this explains what happened to her, but instead she's a little goblin. Yeah, but so uh, we open with um, after that we open with Ileana being a, a complete badass in train fighting with uh rain and um danny and they're basically like uh, are you sure you want to go through with this and we as the reader don't know what this is but we come to find out the this is iliana's decided she no longer wants to be the regent of limbo she wants that part of her life behind her as she explains in the next issue, makes a lot of sense. But the reason a, reason being, this place was a prison for her. This place was torture for her. Like, all the bad memories come from here. She doesn't want to do it anymore. She wants to be her own person. She wants to make her own life. 
But the person who did make their own life from Limbo, the person who did have control over Limbo and became into their own was none other than Madeline fucking Pryor, the <laughs> Goblin Queen, who, by the way, Rod Race is such an amazing artist. You can tell how much he loves the original artwork. So good. He, um, both versions of this. He keeps he keeps the um, Bill Sevkevich Sinkevich, thank you. Um, art while staying modern and not and not as abstract as as, as Sevkevich can get. But like his there every it's gorgeous. The whoever the colorist is, and I, I should look this up, but the coloring is gorgeous, the art is gorgeous. Ileana, Rain, Maddie, they look they're perfect. I love I never want him to stop drawing the new mutants. Um so that's the plan. She's gonna hand over Limbo to Maddie, and naturally Danny and and, uh, and Rain are like, that seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but last time she was in charge of Limbo she destroyed new york do you remember those like possessed mailboxes <laughs> that daredevil had to fight that one like time? the directly reference like yeah right the, the stupidest things that happened from yeah. it but like bad shit happened when she was here before and iliana's like please don't um speak to me this way as though you don't trust me do you trust me yes but you don't trust me on this <sighs> i didn't I- love that but, like, it's a really manipulative tactic but it, to ignore what someone's trying to tell you. 100% Ileana. Yes. Yeah. 100% Ileana. So, Maddie is like, mm, maybe you should listen to your friends. You know, I. what if I am a bad person? What if it's a bad <laughs> idea to do this, you know? What's well, a bad idea to, like, help my friend? Yeah, and then, so, like, Ileana is like, well, I, it, the fact that you're saying it makes me think it's probably, me. it's fine. <laughs> like, and then, like, she she tells Maddie too. She's like, also, I trust you because we're signing a contract that's magic bound. So like, if you go against it, you're done. So <laughs> like, you can't like, break I, a magic I had contract. Backup ideas. Yeah, for like the situation. <laughs> this is the world of magic. If you sign a magic document, oh, you are bound by that magic document for the rest of your fucking life, <laughs> and there will be consequences if you break it. But right as she's about to hand over the keys to the kingdom. Sim bursts through the door with all his demons, and they're here to fucking take over. A big fight ensues. Ileana's like, man, I have been wanting to kick your fucking ass (laughs) for so long. And they fight, and they clash swords, and then bam. His fucking malice, his soul malice, destroys the soul sword. And they're like, girl, we gotta go. If you don't have that weapon, we're completely fucked right now. She's like, you need, Danny's like, you need to get us a portal out of here, babe. And so she tries to step disc their way out, but because her confidence is so shaken right now, they don't actually leave Limbo. They end up staying in Limbo. Um, I don't think we find out in this book, but she tries to escape Limbo, but instead she ends up in a frozen part of Limbo. Which probably is, not probably, it is, the area where she was exiled to in the Magic miniseries. Remember when she had to, like, try to make her yeah, own acorn yeah. tree? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is that spot, 100%. Okay. And so that's where we <clears throat> end this story with 
her, them stuck in limbo. And then they also give like a nice little backstory of I like, like these pages. These are like straight out of the miniseries, but like they didn't happen in the miniseries. They take place in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they fill in. They remind me of that. Uh, remember the Offspring albums? Oh, God. Yeah, they do kind of look like that. Yeah. It's like very much doing classic old school art, but then redoing it. Knock, knock, knock. What was that? Is that Mailman Jones? Oh, he has a new figure for me. I literally just got in the mail. <laughs> Mailman Jones coming through <laughs> like nobody's business. We had to pause in the middle of that just so we could get this Mail Jones mail. Like in literally just happened. rain, sleet, or snow, the U.S. Postal Service will come to you, and they did. And what did they bring you? They brought me a Marvel Legends retro-carded Loki figure. Uh, really nice. It's pretty dope. It's like the classic Loki yeah. comic book costume like the yellow and green nonsense yeah it's pretty good that's good that's gonna great some other figures display time um so yes i gave that issue you just talked about three x's i gave it five obviously yeah i gave it five totally i'm happy like i was happy for you reading that that's how i feel anytime i read a sebastian show (laughs) i'm like oh my boy nick is having so much fun right now what's he doing (laughs) Uh, again why i love x-men immortal (laughs) yeah oh god yeah so let's go to issue 26 of New Mutants. The gang is still trapped in limbo in a snowy area. They're running around. She's trying to summon her soul sword and she's like, fuck, this is bad. I don't have control and I can't do shit without my soul sword. And I'm pissed off and everyone's trying to calm her down. And then we cut to the goblin story, but a little different. They're shooting these demons slash phalanx infected creatures. Okay, so keep going. I'll yes, no. In a second. This is I like this issue a oh, lot it's more. Fucking phenomenal. Because it's also hinting at what all the other books are hinting at right now. So we'll get there in a second. The gang gets to this fortress and sees a much older version of magic with a sword made out of warlock. So cool. Fighting demon. Uh, this is a figure waiting to happen. I'll get it right away. I might get it. When too. I was looking at my phone when you were talking, I was looking up the magic figure because I don't have her. And it was a mm. cool black suit magic yeah, yeah. figure. Like the uncanny X-Men one? Yeah. Like, yeah kind yeah. of. It was like a bigger sword and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only 40 bucks. So I'll probably end up getting it next week. Um, so <laughs> this version of magic older badass sword kind of like a cable style gun a little bit yeah yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit of cable yeah. and the gang is seeing her fight this horde of demon phalanx creatures and they kind of jump into battle and she has this big blast with the sword with the yelling head of warlock love it love it that shoots all these energy beams out at the demons and they're like okay this is weird and then she's like hey come inside that's a fake door come to the side door <laughs> ah, don't don't pay attention to that door yeah that door is there so she explains to them that everything's different now because they're the last mutants technically from yeah. what they know so what happened is iliana since she has little control over her her actual mutant power right now yeah. which is the stepping discs um wasn't not only did she not get them out of limbo because time is fucking weird in limbo she went forward in time so she is in the future of limbo right now where her future self is still stuck (laughs) from this moment and now having to fight off krakoa fell remember because what they're trying to do is get out of limbo so they can warn everyone that the fucking uh, Sim and the demons are coming. Like, they want to yes. attack Earth. But also, we know that... Oh, 
they, we don't know the detail, but like maybe the phalanx already took over everything. So this happened, so and I can't remember where, but mm-hmm. at some point I remember vividly saying on this goddamn podcast, "Oh, the the techno organic virus in the in limbo. Nothing bad could happen from that, right? This is a payoff oh. from something, and I don't remember where it happened. Did it happen? I, th- I remember right? it now." I don't know where it happened. I can't either. And I've been trying to figure it out, like just kind of Googling a little because bit. Because we've found... noticed in the past few months, they've oh. been really laying it down that like something's happening with this virus. Yeah. It's been stolen from Cable. Mm-hmm. It's been the Nimrod killed uh, Warlock's dad. Yep. Like they're doing something. Yeah. Like this could be an event of its own. I mean, Moira yeah. had it. Moira and, yeah. <laughs> is like a crazy mad scientist robot with yeah. the failing. So like. This is bad, but yeah. So, I, if listener, if you're if you're if you remember when the techno virus got into limbo, please hit me up at Xbrarian on Twitter. <laughs> I really, really want to know because I I know this happened and I can't remember where. And I'm going to laugh hysterically if somebody tweets me back and they're like, "Yeah, it happened in like 1989." <laughs> <laughs> you're remembering the past, you're, the far past. You're remembering something you read 20 years ago. <laughs> so I can't remember who was with. Well, it was this whole gang, basically. But they're all dead now. In this yeah, they're all dead. Because this is literally the Ileana from right now. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so this whole gang, this is the future. This Already is their... did all this. Yeah. Yeah, but version. now they've, you know, obviously branched off into a new timeline because, you know, time travel. So as old Ileana and current one are talking about why they do this, and it's like, it's what we do. This is what we do. We have to get there and help everyone, blah, blah, blah. A techno-organic demon comes up and says, hey, just so you know, New Deal, you can leave. You can change your future. She has to stay, and we're going to take care of her, but you can leave safely back to Earth. You and your friends. Yes. Yep. So she gives her the out, and they both just laugh at him. Yeah. You're like, please? Like, that's not going to happen. We don't do that. That's not what we do. She flicks him off with a great little picture. Oh, with, yeah, with the little mini Ileana face. Yeah, <laughs> blocking so, it out. So good. Absolutely fantastic. Not going to happen. She tells the gang what's going on, and then old Ileana explains to her that every time she uses Warlock's power, it's just killing her. Does and that? him. And him. And him, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they don't have many more fights in them, and each time they kill them, they come back a little quicker. Mm-hmm. They have more people more every time. Like, it's not going to get any better. This is going to be how it's going to end for mm-hmm. her, most likely. And again, I want to take this two seconds to talk about how fucking gorgeous the art is yes the art's very good we cannot well. stress enough that of all the books right now this is one of the best for art so then we cut back to Krakoa where Klaus is like hey has anyone seen my fucking sister like I don't see her anywhere and everyone's just like uh no I don't I don't know where she is actually that's a good point yeah now that you mention it they, they've been gone for a little bit haven't they <laughs> So we cut back, and there's a new challenge where old Ileana says, Hey, you know what? Instead of this big war, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, me and your boss are going to fight. Winner takes all. That's it. So he accepts, and he, it comes out. What's his name again? Sid? Sim. Sim. Sim, but covered in techno-organic virus with the same mace that they use to destroy the soul sword. Comes out and goes, all right, let's fight. Fight starts, and he immediately cuts open Ileana and as he's choking the life out of her, she drains all techno-organic virus from her with her arm and then slices him in the gut, killing him finally. And now has a badass new sword because I was actually a little confused at this part. 
So, did she... How did she make this sword? Because... Okay, so... Older Ileana slayed Sim. Yes. This whole interaction with herself gave her the confidence back to okay. bring that back out of her. Because that's really all it was. Is she The same reason she couldn't get the soul sword forever in that miniseries was because she was she didn't have the confidence to yeah. do it. And this gave her that confidence. Also, it helps that Sim's dead, so she doesn't have to worry about him. Yeah, and it's like a new badass sword. And it's pretty badass. It's pretty fucking badass. So now she has a brand new sword ready to fuck shit up, and that's kind of where we end. We have another kind of goblin version of the story and then we get more in between scenes when um, Kitty Pride was this vampire monster thing for a while. Well not I guess a cat. She was an actual cat. She was an actual cat, yeah, she was an actual cat. But <laughs> and that's how we end. And I give this one four X's. I five X's. Five X's for me. Alright. And also before we get to the next book, where do we think this is going? Is this gonna be another confrontation between her and um Belasco? Belasco? Probably. Yeah. yeah. But now, because now you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely Belasco in the shading. His horns. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of gives it away. Yeah. So please, regale me with the adventures of the Knights of X. I think you might like this. I might, I might I jump back you, I think it. you might shoot, you, you might want to pick it back yeah, up. Yeah, I might drop one other book and then dr- jump into this one. That's fair. So, Teeny Howard and the gang are back in the other world. Shit, that is nice art. It is good art. Okay, um, alright. And so... We open with Merlin, who, as you may recall, now runs Otherworld and it, with an iron fist. <laughs> um, he has called a council of all the other other worlds, <laughs> and he's like, "What, he, my loyal subjects, some of you aren't as loyal as you should be. L- like you, Mad Jim Jaspers. Well, what's your deal? You're a mutant. I don't like mutants. You're a witch breed. Take him away. And his guards literally just drag Jim Jaspers away. They put a collar on him, much like Sentinels do to mutants, that prevent him from using his mutant powers, which is made from the stuff from Blightsphere, which is that realm that no one really knows what it does or where it goes. And so... They drag him away. Quick question. Mm-hmm. When are we going to jump back to that world of that race of people are just like blank faces? Remember when they had that big council meeting with other realms and there was that one that creeped us both out? Oh, I know. They know. were just yeah. like flaming blank faces. It yeah. was real fucking weird. I'll find a picture later. But no, yeah. I, re- I, know, I remember. I'm just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to come back, if they come back, if they even remember that they did that. <laughs> um, and so... That's how the book opens. Then we cut back to the the hero's journey that they're on right now to find the Siege Perilous. Uh, using their combined uh, tele, uh, telepathic powers, basically, of all the Captain Britons and Rachel Summers, <clears throat> they're able to, to let Charles Xavier and the council know what's happening, that they got to find the Siege Perilous. Jubilee's like, where's my baby? She's like, don't worry, your baby's fine. Um... I'm going to leave her with Roma and Lady Roma is going to train her, train Shogo. And Jubilee's like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and so that's how we open, basically with a recap of the Siege Perilous, what's happening. Uh, Rachel and, and Betsy, full on flirting the entire time. This is about to be a real fucking, a, a real fucking thing. Um, and so we basically get to this point where... I'm going to skip over some of that. It's not as important. We get to this point where 
they find out Jim Jaspers was taken prisoner. And so they go, they, they split up. There's one team that goes, Betsy takes some people to go to, I can never pronounce this, so I'm not going to try, but the world that the vampires live in. She takes them there. Gambit leads the rest of the knights to um, the, the Crooked Market, it's right in front of me, which is the realm that Jim Jaspers was in charge of. You're still muted over there. Um, yes. <laughs> and so Gambit's like, oh, don't worry, Gambit knows how to get here. I'll, f- I'll I, give me some, give me some uh, Pop-Tarts. What part of Mexico are you in? Give me some, I'm, try, I, I'm so bad at accents. <laughs> Like, that was particularly bad. Though. I'm so bad. So Gambit's like, uh, I'm gonna sneak. I I know how to I know how to talk to these people. So he sneaks them in some sweets and in, in treats and tries to get information from people. And Gambit is is honestly like being an incredibly good leader here, mm. which is we need to. I don't like Jim Jaspers. None of you like Jim Jaspers. Yeah. He's a crazy fucking person. He but shrinks he, people and puts them in jars. But he's a mutant, and right now. All the mutants in Otherworld are afraid of Merlin. And we are supposed to be... I didn't even know he be... was a mutant. I just thought he was just like a whimsical person no, in Otherworld. He's a mutant, yeah. <laughs> and he's an Otherworld mutant. Um, and so Gambit's point is, we are the Knights of X. We are supposed to be here to help mutants. Mm. If they kill him and we don't do anything about this, that's it. No one's going to trust us. No one's going to think that we're coming to save them. That's fair. It's all over. He's like, we need to fucking do this now. And so that they do. They mm. they start trying to like get information out of the mad out of the crooked market to find where Jim Jaspers is. Meanwhile, in Vampire Land. Mm. Um Oh wait, no, not Vampire Land. Bly spoke, which is where the 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 stuff comes from that is taking mutant powers. Mm-hmm. Betsy and Richter and Shatterstar and King Arthur's son go here. Think about that sentence you just said. I know, right? And King Arthur's son. Um, and they come here because the sheriff of Blightspoke has been taken prisoner and her posse. And, and it's been overrun by Furies and, and Merlin's army, basically. So relatively quickly because they're fucking a bunch of badasses they fight through a horde of of furies uh betsy is able to go up to this cage above a volcano basically where they they are being held captive and they're like this feels a little bit like a trap right like they're literally dangling you here to to lure (laughs) us in but we're gonna do it anyway because that's who we are and sure enough it was a trap while she's rescuing them the the sheriff is like i've got a plan betsy you gotta let me go i'm gonna make it look like i died i'm gonna fall into this lava don't worry i'm not actually gonna die i don't know how she knows this but she's like they need to they have a hive mind these furies they have a hive mind so if they see me die all of them will think i'm dead which means i can go off and do clandestine shit and everyone thinks i'm dead betsy's like i don't like this plan at all <laughs> she's, she's, she's like are you sure you're going to pretend die she's like, yeah, yeah don't worry i got this i've done it a few times and so she drops her into the lava the fury sees she dies and they're like uh okay and so all the while this is happening larger sentinel based furies are still attacking gambit and his crew in the crooked market Shit, I might read this book actually. It's pretty good. Right. And so, like, I, you know, obviously they call them witch breed. They're attacking them. 
Um, they're very much outnumbered. They don't know what to, what to do. They want to retreat, but they don't think they should. And that, so we leave them in, in peril. The book ends with the vampires in their world looking at this little ball because Betsy and her gang, like I, I mistakenly said earlier, their next step is to go to the vampire world because they need to find a certain person who's being held captive in the vampire world. Do you remember who that is? No. Apocalypse's son death. Oh shit. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. he is there. Yep. Oh, so yeah. speaking right. of apocalypse, there is a data page here from his grimoire. I never pronounce his magic book. Okay. Uh, does it was all written in some ancient language. Mm. And so it was left to Richter and for Rick, some reason their relationship was they, they had a uh, weird relationship but anyway <laughs> out of all characters too <laughs> Richter's like hey Doug can you help me translate this I don't know what any of this shit means so Doug works on it but he's like it's kind of like written in a in a poem form so he's like I I don't really know like I think he's like I think you need to find somebody who was around apocalypse who who could tell you what these stories mean because they're all like they're riddles they're yeah yeah, you know what i mean which is why basically they're trying to find death so that they can he they can be like hey the fuck does this mean (laughs) (laughs) and so that's how this issue ends uh i give this i'm gonna say four stars or four x's it was good um it was a little like too at too much action and two different fronts okay so i was like what is, where are we and like especially betsy's gang like they go they literally have action in two different literally two spots themselves oh, okay and like and but the the gambit team part is what really sold me like him and rachel and and megan and all the like the almost the original excalibur except for gambit um they are great they work well together they like gambit this issue and the next issue are gambit heavy issues Hmm. and teeny howard writes gambit really well in a way that like honors his sleaziness but makes him like evolves him a little bit he's a good guy you know what i mean there's a scene i don't remember if it's this one or the next one where megan is like remy you're a good guy he's like thanks she's like now I know what Rogue sees in you. This is why Rogue loves you so much. And she's like, I know she still loves you, even though she's out there doing. He's like, Yeah, I miss her. She's got her own stuff to do. It's, it's fine. Whatever. Like, and she's yeah. like consoling him. It's like, she she'll be back. She you know she needs to do this for herself too. Like I know you're sad, but she's gone. But look at what you're getting up to now. You know what I mean? So like, there was this cute little moment. That's cool. And I should have seen where this is heading, but mm. I didn't. <laughs> and so. And I really should have guessed based on the cover. Like, oh, a cover with Gambit on it. Cool. This is probably cool. So, Oh, God. What the- <laughs> so the story opens. So issue, sorry, issue three opens with Saturnine and Lady Roma hanging out with Shogo the dragon. And they are like, Shogo, we need to teach you how to use your powers. But the only way we can do this is to feed you riddles <laughs> and be really kind of mean to you. And make you look into this looking glass water because, as they say here, do you understand yet, my little friend? You must watch as one of your beloved friends must die. And then they cut to the big battle in the crooked market. Do you want me to stop? Okay. So they cut to the big battle in the crooked market 
the the large sentinel furies are still attacking bay megan um gambit rachel and um i can't remember the og um excalibur guy's name right now sorry about that but megan has this fucking scene where she's like you know what i'm tired of you guys thinking you're badass i am a witch breed from this area i'm gonna show you what powers i have so she takes out one of these motherfuckers all on her own gambit is like okay um we gotta figure out what to do we gotta figure out what to do i'm glad you're back at this point we gotta figure out what to do with this and while like rachel stops fighting she saves some people and when she like lands she is met with this group of people who i'm gonna tell you what they say they start chanting ascani ascani and um at some point they're shouting ascani mother ascani mother and she's like okay rachel's like okay wait I, this is like the second or third time I've heard you say that. Where'd you learn that word? And they're like, it's from a story. It told us you would come. Bright Lady of Flame. And before she can get any more information out, and I'll, I'll come remind, just say the word Ascani to me again in a minute so I don't forget this. Um, before th- Rachel can be like, it's a little freaky that these people in other world know about what happened to me in an alternate timeline from the future, but... <laughs> No time to worry about that now because they're about to execute publicly execute Jim Jaspers. Oh, no. So Merlin himself and the Furies roll him out into the fucking middle of the crooked market and they are about to execute him. And that's when Gambit's like, no, we can't. Like, I, do I think he probably should die? I wouldn't shed a tear. I wouldn't mind. If they see him publicly executed while we're just standing here, we're done we have no clout we've lost control yeah and so that's where that story stops for a minute betsy and her crew uh are sneaking through a vampire castle as one does yeah uh one of Mer- one of king arthur's soldiers spies is in the vampire world and he sees them so he rides back and tells arthur they're in the vampire world we gotta go get them that doesn't play out right away um, Betsy uses her powers to take over the minds of the vampires guarding uh, death, and they and they go and they visit they visit death, and they're like, "Hey, man, <clears throat> what's this say? Uh, can you read this for us?" And he's like, mm, "Oh yes, let me read you the tale, and then you'll be on your way." Just <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I was like, "Okay." You don't want us to rescue you, or and so what transpires is we learn of. Apocalypse visiting Mr. M a long time ago. Mr. Uh, M? Absalon Mercator. Do you remember him from like New Mutants? Or not New Mutants. New X-Men. He's like an Omega level. If you look him up, you probably It sounds familiar. I just don't, I can't picture him right now. He's kind of an asshole. He's, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> As most he's, 90s mutants are. He's also... I think he might have been more... Early 2000s. Like mid to early 2000s, yeah. They're also but, so he's kind of like a, a. I think he's one of those reality benders too, if I'm not mistaken, or something of that nature. They're always assholes. They're always <laughs> assholes because, I mean, reality yeah, yeah. And so we learn that Apocalypse gave him this kingdom to make his own, but in return, he had to keep something that Apocalypse gave him secret and safe in this land, mm-hmm. and we don't know what that is. 
Okay, MacGuffin, it is. <laughs> so we got it. I mean, that's the siege pair. This whole thing is a, like it's, yeah, a, it's that's a what's perfect about it. Quests. You know what I mean? Like, of... Yeah, it's like it's a King Arthur tale. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, they they basically are like, okay, um, cool. Thank you for telling us about this. This is a lot to take in right now. We now we got to find another land. Um, and in order to find this land, though, it involves sacrifice. That's all they say. They don't necessarily say what kind of sacrifice. Oh, God. And so, naturally, Richter is like, uh, Shatter, baby, you know I love you, but I was so close to Apocalypse. I think the sacrifice needs to be me. I need to sacrifice. And Richter has one of the most... I'm not Richter. Shatterstar has one of the most romantic lines I've ever read. So he's saying, I- I'll come back. Like, Richter's... I'll just read it to you. He's yeah. like, I- I'll come back... I'll just be different because remember, if they come back from the other world, they're different. They yeah. think maybe. Well, they know. Rock yeah, slide yeah. He's like, maybe. Who knows? You might like me better. And Shatterstar says, "I could never exert my control over you simply because I am in love with you, and I know I would love any version of you, but my love, losing you would be my sacrifice, and I am simply unwilling." That's nice. That's that, like that's honestly, nice. I was like, "Oh, that's fucking adorable." I love it. And so they, uh, the group is like, all right, well, we, uh, we got to go. We got to figure out where this land is. But as that is happening, Rachel finally is able to telepathically reach, um, Betsy. She's when she was in the vampire world, she couldn't Mm -hmm. reach her. Um, and Rachel's like, babe, we are, treading water here <laughs> gambit ha- is our field leader right now so obviously we need help <laughs> so uh rachel's like everybody suit up we, we gotta go and so they teleport somehow i don't really know how honestly uh, who has teleporting powers but one of them has teleporting powers yeah, someone has like ability, listen, teleporting, listen it's but... the uh, it's other world and it's basically excalibur so whatever yeah. it's all out the window and so they join the fight as well Rachel and Betsy have a a tender moment there of like clearly we're gonna like like listen to like this is how it's written right so first words when Betsy sees her Rachel period can you like she starts stuttering when Betsy Braddock Mm. Miss Posh in control of all of her words like gets flush when she's talking to Rachel yeah oh they're gonna fuck and so they end up like you know starting a fight and then all of the town people all of the people in the market just get really mad at mordred king arthur's son okay and they just swamp him and, <laughs> and like is it because he's a mutant or just something else they're mutants too though like oh, or yeah. most of, a lot of them are so in this in like this him. part because well, it's dead and so maybe yeah. so rachel is like flying above this doing something she's like we got uh guys we got a problem the crowd is rushing mordred they're getting distracted by wanting to attack him hang on is that is that his mutant power that people just want to fight him because apparently that ke- that keeps happening people just like everywhere he goes he gets people, people just get like they just want to like fight with him maybe his actual power is like emotion manipulation maybe but right he can't, control it, it yet. he can't control it yet so anyway gambit and Megan sneak up to where they're about to. Is it still raining? Yeah, it's hurricane. Out there. Jesus. So they they sneak up to where um, they're about to publicly execute um, Jim Jaspers. 
but then Merlin appears because it was all a trap. Oh, shit. And so Gambit, like, Betsy's like, get out of there. Merlin is too powerful. And Gambit's like, nah, I got this. (laughs) Do you all remember? I used to be death. I was Apocalypse death for a minute, too. He's like, I know what to do. He's like, I ain't leaving. Not when I got a perfect shot and a perfect card. And he charges up this card that's a magic card that he's been holding on to. <laughs> and it, like, does all this cool magic shit. And he shoots it at at Merlin. And Merlin's like, you know nothing of what you hold, Remy LeBeau. Now die. <laughs> Remy says, oh, fuck. I've been death. And he throws this card. And they explode in midair. And Betsy screams, Gambit. And everybody's, like, freaked out. Because they, like, what happened? And then we end with Gambit's hand on the ground holding the death card and all the people looking, all his team looking Yo, scared. that's a great fucking picture. Right? It's pretty cool. That's pretty and sick. Then, and then the very bottom of it, because you see it in like this water, that's what they've been making Shogo watch. So is that the friend who died? And then so we end with this little passage from Apocalypse's Diary. Let's just call it that. I have the worst image in my head now. I have 90s apocalypse sitting in a pink chair. Dear diary. (laughs) Shut up, Archangel. I'm writing. I'm doing this because of how much you annoy me. (laughs) And so that's a good example, though, because he's writing about his son, Death. Not the strongest of my children, nor the fastest. He's basically like, he's not the smartest. He's not the fastest, but he's the most loyal. And he's the most pa- basically he's the embodiment of death so yeah. of course he's the most patient he's you know he's always going to be there because yeah. death is always there but he couldn't he couldn't command him because he was his son he he basically is saying like death must be selfless you have to be willing to sacrifice yourself in order to be death and i I wasn't willing to sacrifice my children for that, which is why I started getting other people to be death. And he's, and he ends with even death must be ready to die. And then Gambit, just and then Gambit died. just did that thing. Maybe died. Maybe. But did he, if he died, if he really died in other world, if he comes back, come back, is he going to come back different? Is that going to fuck up his relationship with rogue? What's oh, like, fuck. this is like, like this is still a consequence of death, but it's just different. There now. might be a consequence of death. If he's dead, things are about to be crazy yeah and i'm about to be mad (laughs) because they're about to fuck with two of my favorite characters in existence yeah but i am honestly like as a fan though like i'm not one of those fans like no not my favorite i'm kind of like oh what's gonna where where's this gonna go no no marvel series embraces their past like the x-men oh god like you're not gonna see a spider-man book where they reference an embarrassing or weird or out of continuity moment no from the history like the Romito run or something. Yeah, right. They're never going to do that. X-Men like says, oh, we can do it now? Perfect. Hey, we're going to reference now. What remember when he was, uh, he was a Force Horseman for whatever reason? Like, because Gambit, I guess, was popular in the 90s, so we had to do something with him. Yeah. Remember when we retconned him and he was the one who killed all the Morlocks? Yeah, it's But fine. then he didn't? It's fine. Don't we'll worry. We'll talk about it. Um, I'm going to actually give a recommendation before we head out. Um, I started rereading Uncanny Avengers. Oh, okay. That's the one where Rogue good. led the team, right? Basically, was, yeah, okay. it was ba- it was after Avengers versus X Men, mm-hmm. and they wanted to honor the memory of Xavier, so they wanted to build a team that represented humans and mutants, so oh, okay. Uncanny yeah, yeah. Avengers, yeah, yeah. and like it's fuck, it's Rick Remander, okay. it's always good. He's good. Uh, the finale of the whole thing, which is like a big event, 
wasn't the best. Sure. But everything before that, absolutely fantastic. Nice. Um, the main premise is <laughs> Red Skull steals the brain of Xavier and then Jesus wants Christ. so he can have the mental powers to control the world. And Jesus it's so Christ. fucking weird. Of course. And good and fun. And like you get a good balance of character. You get relationships you never knew about. Like there's a great love story between Havoc and a Wasp. Oh, nice. And like they have a Havoc, life together. Havoc loves everybody. He has some issues too. And it doesn't help in this event at all either. Yeah. <laughs> he gets more issues from that. So that's my little suggestion random. I just thought about that just now. So, by the way, we will not be covering Marauders right now because the episode's going, going kind of long. And also, I don't want to end the show on a bad note. Yeah, I don't either. And I, those books aren't fantastic. They're not great right now. I don't now. mind throwing them in uh, with the really good X-Men books we're going to cover next Maybe episode. Maybe we'll do that, yeah. Because next uh, episode, we will be covering... Immortal X-Men, X-Men, and X-Men. Two issues of X-Men Red. Okay. So we can throw these in there, too. Go them through. Like, that's the problem. Like, I don't want to give up on them yet because they're taking place in Shi'ar. Like, I love Shi'ar. Yeah. Like, I love X-Men. you do. I don't. You don't like And these books are not good. They're not great. Especially, issue three was better than issue two. But two, I can't... I don't know yet how I'm going to explain it to the audience because a lot of it's nonsense. Yeah. And some things, I don't even know who's talking. Yeah. Because the art is so wibbly wobbly all yeah, over the place, I can't weird. tell you who the fuck said that. I, know. I don't know what differences between wet skin and hard skin, and like they oh. killed a. They oh, you know. A, yeah, I know. Oh, you know. I know. But like, like they kill a red dragon to get hard skin. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure no. either. It's weird. I don't. The data pages didn't read well, no. so I kind of just gave up when I read them. Yeah. So I, like, I don't understand what's. It's really... a bit up, but we're not dropping it yet. Not yet. Still there. Um, but it's it's close. I have already read the three X-Men books I mentioned. You haven't. No, no, they no. are fantastic. and I, I will probably wait. read them during this trip down here, though. I, I downloaded them on Oh, there. perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have them here somewhere. Um, but yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> and then after that, we can get into Hellfire Gala one-shot Hell and yeah. Judgment Day and a oh, lot of big stuff. I was going to say, after that, it's probably straight into Gala and just Judgment Day from there on out. Yeah. I mean, so we're recording the same week that Hellfire Gala and Judgment Day came out. Yeah, we're recording this on the Saturday after the Wednesday those came out. Yeah, so nothing's been spoiled for me on that. I didn't even buy my issues yet. They're in my pull box somewhere. Mine are still waiting for me in Maryland. Boom. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, uh, Josh, where can they find you? You can still go on Twitter and you can go... Elon to, Musk didn't buy it. You can use not, it again. Not yet. Um, I'm at Xbrarian. Uh, it's Librarian with an X. That's so fucking clever. Thank you. Um, what about you? You can find me at Madman3005. And a quick update on Good Morning Gotham. We're putting a little pause on it. We're having some uh, time good, issues. Good night, Gotham. <laughs> good night, Gotham. <laughs> having some time issues. And we're kind of exploring some new options for other types of shows that aren't necessarily comic book related. But we'll get back to you guys when we have some some exciting new information about both. But you can find all the back episodes of this and Good Morning Gotham at KrakoaRadio.com. All two episodes. All two episodes. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Time. Time.